Welcome everyone. We're about to begin. This is Hashem BPM number 34. That's Bayes Panimi Shir for Men Shir number 34. We had a person, an author of a book I read, that interviewed some married members of a cheerleading squad on the NFL football team. And obviously we're dealing with the secular world. Beautiful women that I used for cheerleading. And some of them were married. And he interviewed these married women that were cheerleaders on an NFL football team. And what he discovered is that many of them faced the same problems like other married women do. People seem to think that if uh, a woman is beautiful and on top of the world that way, that they should have wonderful marriages. Um, But they have the same problems. And one of the cheerleaders that he interviewed expressed great disappointment in knowing that she was not the most important person in her husband's life. And she said, even our dog is more important to him than I am. He comes home, plays with the dog, and it's more of like, when's dinner going to be ready attitude with me. And a woman's affection towards her husband is diminished when he begins to prefer other activities over her, over spending time with her, or, or, or if he prefers other people over her. And he may not be aware of the way his misplaced priorities damages her and their relationship and hurts her deeply. Because for a marriage to flourish, a wife desperately needs to know that she has a very special place in her husband's heart. And... That is the key. The only thing that is beyond that is your Kesher Ta'akadosh Baruch Hu. And that doesn't create any jealousy because a husband and wife, both their Kesher for Ta'akadosh Baruch Hu is deep and beyond anything else. But other than that, your wife is the most precious person to you. And you have, unfortunately, in the world, many husbands are shocked their wives leave them. And after 20 years of marriage, 30 years of marriage, and they use, I'm putting it in quotes for no reason, because they don't understand it. They say, wait a minute, I provided everything that my wife needed. I gave them a nice home, a good car, enough money to raise the children. And all that wasn't enough. Why wasn't that enough? Because they need more than things. There are many, many businessmen who have large sums of money and with all their business skills, and they keep their employees satisfied. They learn how to do that because it's good for business. And they treat them with respect because they know it's good for business. And they're aware of their employees' needs because it's good for business. And it's ironic that these people that know how to do this, that run and thriving successful businesses and know how to handle their employees in, in a right in a healthy way, and these are very intelligent people, then they come home, home at night And they can't apply these very principles to their own wives. Why are there most of their accomplishments happening till from from nine to five in their work work world when their main priority is to apply these principles at home with his wife? And without him even meaning to, a husband is communicating in nonverbal ways that other people are more important to him than his wife, that other activities are more important to him than his wife. They are in the secular culture, they use the term golf widows, golf or tennis or or other things where 
your wife, your marriage suffers if most of your time and efforts are directly towards that other interest. And you only have this leftover affection for her that's all like Shirayim leftover affection. It's okay to have hobbies. I can, a person in the secular world wants to enjoy golf, he could enjoy golf. But golf widows are those people that are so obsessed with their sport or whatever it is that they neglect their family life and they neglect their wife. And a wife can feel less important just by comparing the amount of time her husband spends with her to the time he spends elsewhere. In leisure time, you know, work, sometimes you have no choice, but in their leisure time. And women notice when a husband's eyes light up and their personality changes, when they become excited in the secular world about fishing, about hunting, other activities. And if your wife doesn't sense that same excitement in you when you're with her, she internally has this sense of failure in her because she feels she isn't being attracted to you as your activities are or as your friends are and can be very, very devastating to a woman's sense of personal worth and her security. I picked examples of secular interests, but it applies also to the to our interests of whatever the husband's interested in, his music or his even his learning or whatever else that he is interested in. He needs to, and if the wife senses that he cares more about that than about her, it hurts very deeply. Now here is, and if this is happening, how to build that back, we're going to talk about it in a minute. There's a, there was a man that, um, that was basically saying this, that he made this mistake with his wife. It, they were married for five years, and he came home from lunch, to lunch. She was standing there quietly by the kitchen sink, and she wasn't interested in talking, wasn't interested in making conversation. The atmosphere was very cold, and he senses that there was a problem here. And he approached her, his wife, and says, what's wrong? What's wrong between us? And the wife says, ah, you know, it doesn't matter. You won't understand anyway. And, but no, but, but then he said, no, I, I sense something wrong. I want to correct whatever problem there may be. And I'm not sure what I'm doing wrong. So if you could explain it. So the wife says, listen, if I tell you, you either won't understand me or you're not going to change anyway, so what's the use? So let's not talk about it. It's too painful for me to talk about it. It discourages me and disappoints me when you say you're going to do something and then you don't. So he kept on insisting and resisting and telling telling her, no, I want you to share it with me, and I will understand, I will try to understand. And finally his wife was able to verbalize what actions that he did in the past five years that was creating a wedge, a separation between him and his wife that was causing him to to not be the husband he, you know, that he really wanted to be. And she said that, you know, you'd really rather be at work or with your friends, or he was happened to be a counselor or counseling people. You'd rather do all those things than spend time with me. So husband said, please explain what you mean. Give me examples. And the wife says that if someone calls you when we have plans, you're liable to say, let me check with my wife and see if I can't postpone our plans. And you do that to me again and again and again. You push the plans I have with you aside to accommodate other people above me. And he acknowledged, you're right. It's easier for me to turn you down than to say no to other people. And I, and I have that problem. And then the wife go, continues, what about when I cook a special dinner? or candlelight dinner, and you come home, and or, or call, and you say you, you, you have made other plans, you go off somewhere with other people as if I didn't exist. 
And as if it didn't mean anything that I went through that extra special effort to make that special dinner with you. And, and, and she says, I just don't care anymore. I, I don't want to do these special things for you anymore. I've been disappointed so many times and I, I can't handle it emotionally. So the husband listened to all this, made, made him realize that although he had gave time to other people and for counseling and chesed all over and his own hobbies, whatever, he made, indeed, it was true what she was saying, he made very little effort in spending meaningful time with her. And when he did spend time with her, um, she said, and she was right, that I didn't have, the husband saying that he didn't have the same concentration or excitement about being with her than when he was with those other people. And he finally listened after five years of marriage. He listened as she revealed her innermost feelings for several hours. It wasn't easy for him to hear. And he wasn't sure what to do about it. And he wasn't sure how he could make these changes, but he understood what she was upset about. He acknowledged to himself that he neglected her. He acknowledged to himself that he offended her by being unloving or less loving to her than he was to the other people around him or to the hobbies around him or to the people he was counseling and so on. So here, here is where he really need to really, it shook him up and he told her, he says, would you be able to forgive me for how the way I treated you and I'm willing to change and I'm really planning on changing. And she responded very skeptically. You know, I've heard that song before. So he acknowledged, this is after the fact already, he said, I don't know how long it took me to reform, but I knew that next time, what happened exactly next time it happened, he had a, a whatever with his wife for dinner or whatever thing, and a, a, a person that he was counseling called. He asked point blank, is this an emergency or can we work on it tomorrow? He started to show her that he really meant business, that he's going to value her and meet her needs first. And so, so, and, and, and husbands really want to do that. They want to tell his wife, the wife that she's the most important person in my life and to feel that way. And, but the truth is, is when you're try, trying to switch gears and trying to work that way, you may, may not necessarily feel that way inside yet, but knowing that you want to have those feelings is helpful. Trying to make her important more than anyone else. Once you do that as a priority, sooner sooner or later, after a while of doing that, of making her a top priority, then ultimately the feelings will come. And then ultimately you'll begin to feel that your wife indeed is top priority. Because very often, like we said from the Chenech and the, Ram, the Ramban and in other places, that, and the Mesilis Yisharim, that feelings follow the thoughts and actions. Sometimes you need to do those thoughts and actions first. So in this case, the husband, after five years, started, even if he didn't feel it yet, I'm going to act that way. I'm going to behave that way. I'm going to think that way. My wife is priority. And ultimately, it's going to grow. Now, his pride was broken. His ego was bruised. He felt wounded because what happened was, is it didn't, it was a very slow path until the wife began to really trust him. And it was frustrating. And in this particular case, it took him two full years, two full years to convince his wife, finally really convince his wife that he transformed, that his wife now is 
his priority, his treasure, and what we, what, who he really cares about. Even though he's behaving that way for, for two years straight, it took two long years for her to finally accept it in her heart. But it always works. You daven, you do the shtadlis. But this is a climbing up the mountain. Because what's going to happen a lot of times, for all you husbands that feel this way, that there is an estrangement, there is a lack of priority, and you start working on it, it is a mountain that you have to climb uphill, and you have to hurdle these obstacles. And it's not always easy, because you won't always get that warm feedback. Sometimes, and this is one of those things, husbands, please keep in mind, if your wife was hurt at the distance, it'll take a while for her to feel vulnerable and safe again, to be open and warm towards you. And therefore, don't give up in a week. Don't give up even in a month, even in a few months. You keep consistently loving your wife. You keep consistently becoming more trustworthy. You keep consistently showing that you, my wife, are my priority. And you express that love continuously. And you attach that high value to her. And then what happens is, is after a while, she warms up and finally accepts it. But it may take a year, it may take two years, but you cannot give up and you have to keep on going with that. That is a very, very important concept. Now, good advice is, is when you're turning that corner and you're trying to become better husbands and your wife still is hurt by the lack of trust and she doesn't trust you yet, you need to know there's certain evidence that your wife needs to see before they will actually believe you, the husband, that you actually changed. One of those things that they need to see is that you're carefully listening to, to your wife without justification and without arguments. Because when a husband justifies everything he ever did to hurt his wife, and then, then the whole thing falls apart. It's important also to realize that the words she says may not be taken literally. Like when she says something like, you never do this, or you always do that, and you fight back, no, it's not true. But instead of fighting back and saying it's not true, what she's trying to say when you always do this or you never do that, she doesn't mean it literally. You have to take the meaning behind those words. Where is the hurt coming from? What is she trying to say? Once you get that nakudi, you won't get into a petty fight of whether you always do something or you don't always do something, but you'll get to the nakuda of what's really bothering her and address that and calm her fears about that what is bo- that which is bothering her, bothering her. Needless to say, you should sarcasm never works, and it's very important never to be sarcastic when you're interacting with your wife, when you're trying to heal that gap that's between you. So that's one aspect. One aspect of the way evidence to show that you really did change is that when your wife does say something critical of you, that you don't respond in the same way like you responded before. And to listen to them without arguing arguing, and just trying to get to the nakuda of what they're saying. Another thing is very important is to be quick to admit your errors. People, husbands, very often think that when they admit their error, of their weakness, quote-unquote, that that's a weakness. When you admit an error, it reveals a weakness. Now, 
you always think that your wife is going to take your admission of that you said you're sorry or you're wrong, that they're going to nail you with it. They're going to hang you with it. Okay. Now you have some manipulating people, abusive people that may do those type of things, but we're dealing with hopefully 90% plus of you that it's not that way. They ju- the, when, that, when they hear that you made a mistake, they're not going to hang you with it. They're going to respect you more and more for it. They really need to hear that from you. It's validating them by the fact that if you indeed hurt your wife, to admit that you hurt her and to say you're sorry, and that diffuses the whole situation and that brings healing. There's a story, uh, one, uh, one, one person said that he, he made a negative remark to a coworker, a very bad remark to a coworker. Coworker was extremely offended. And the one who made the remark, Trove, felt guilty about what he said. He went home, he turned around, drove right back to the company or to the guy's house, came in, and he said, you know, a few minutes ago or a little while ago, I said something very offensive to you, and I was wrong. And I came back here to ask you to forgive me for what I said. And I'm truly sorry, and this it's a learning experience, and, and I will never do it again. The man almost fell over. He forgave him, and the respect for that he had for him now doubled and tripled in his estimation. The humble admission of wrong always produces positive results. When a husband was wrong, he hurt his, his wife, and he admits it. She feels better just knowing that he understands. She feels better that he's taking cheshben anefesh, that he's taking stock of himself. And he, her value of him rises in her eyes, not gets, doesn't get lower, it rises. His respect, her respect for him goes up. His admission of wrong creates a much stronger marriage. It shows wisdom that he's a chacham, he's a wise man, he's a modest man, he's a man of courage by the fact that he acknowledges that he makes, made that mistake. So that's very important too. And the last point is, is to be patient when your wife is reluctant to believe that you changed. This person that we gave an example for after five years of marriage of not putting her, putting her very low on his priority list and to shift it to make her the number one on the priority list took two years of doing that before she finally accepted it and understood and, 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 and really believed it. Hopefully for all of you, it won't take so long, but you need to have patience. You can't expect from day in and day out, that even though you really did true tshuva, and even though really you now became a caring husband and loving husband, but your wife was hurt, so she's on guard. She doesn't yet know, is this real or is this not real? Is it just a phase and you're going to go back to your old ways and be hurtful again? Or this is something that's going to last? So while this is happening and there's doubts, don't give up, don't get discouraged, don't get frustrated. Be patient, even though right now she is reluctant to believe that you changed. So the Nakudais of this particular shear, which is a very crucial one, is number one, is that a, a woman's desire is to have, to feel that affection that is coming from her husband. And it's very hurtful to her when he begins to prefer other activities, other hobbies, other people over her and we gave examples in the secular world, but even in our world, we need to have, give priority to our own wife more than to our friends or our co-workers or the people we are counseling or helping. 
Chesed starts from the home, the kindness starts from your home, and the attention and affection that's given to your wife takes priority over the attention and affection towards anyone else, including even your children, certainly co-workers and other people that you're trying to help. And when you do make those changes, finally, not to get discouraged if it's taking the time, your wives will recognize sooner or later that you're sincere when you listen without you justifying, without you arguing, without you becoming defensive. They will recognize that you're real when you're quick to admit when you made an error and to hold yourself accountable. And you're patient, even though she's right now reluctant or wary of your of her belief in you that you changed. And not, not take it personally by the fact that she's skeptical. It's perfectly understandable that she's skeptical. But if you keep at it, you keep at it, then the marriage will heal. Beautiful, beautiful connection will come as a result. And your marriage will be not only like a band-aid correcting what was, you know, what the damage was done that way, but it will become even more beautiful, more stronger than it ever was before. Brach and